feel free to like like put a, like a sick beat drop on this <laughs> and use it as like your intro. Welcome back. It's a special episode of The Standing Desk, our third ever lunch break, the hat trick of lunch shortened podcasts. Uh, We just run through the whole episode. We drink our cooler talk drinks the entire time, do a brief review at the top, and then we just give you unfiltered content for hopefully 35 minutes. Yeah, 65 down the freeway. All hits, no skips. Uh, so Dan, what are you sipping on today, real quick? Uh, so Ben has brought the the brand recess to the forefront of the cooler talk discussion <laughs> in prior episodes. Uh, but they have entered into the mocktail game. Okay, basically. so I'm having a recess zero proof lime, quote unquote, margarita. That's right now, the fact that it is a zero percent ABV beverage does not preclude me from being id'd apparently i still got id'd when i bought this really like, oh I'm like oh i thought this was non-alcoholic and she's like yeah but it's near the other alcoholic drinks that that's simply does not say. make sense yeah, I, I, I don't think that's a real thing yeah it's kind of weird um like uh grapefruit juice also has zero percent abv but do you need to card me for that yeah i use orange juice only as a mixer really yeah. Card me for that. If it's a potential mixer, you need to get carded for it. Exactly. So, card me for water, man. I'm mixing everything with water. Yeah. <laughs> Flavor-wise, it tastes nothing like a margarita. Um, <laughs> that seems good. It's actually not bad. I mean, it just tastes like, like what you want juice. out of a margarita. It's like a sparkling lime juice. Like, okay. Yeah, there's no unique flavors in here. <laughs> It makes you wonder how much of the flavoring of a marg actually comes from the tequila. Because you would think that most of it is the, uh, the you know, mix. The triple sec in the, yeah. yeah. But, no, yeah, this is lime juice, sparkling. Gotta have a bite. It's gotta have a bite, dude. Yeah, this is like, not something I'd really willingly drink again. <laughs> it's That's really not tough. that great. It's, it's not bad. It's just like, this is sparkling lime juice. Yeah. Welcome to the 5-4 range reset. 5-4? Welcome okay. to 5-4-ville. Passport right. stamped for 5-4-ville. <laughs> That's actually not as bad as I thought you were going to give it. I have another GT Dave's Rock Kombucha. Dude, there I'm actually go. like becoming obsessed with these. <laughs> like I opened Pandora's box. Uh, it's the raw masculine power of GT Dave. That Dude, they're so good. They actually do make your stomach feel better. Like, actually, it's not... It's impressive. Maybe it's placebo. I don't know. But I haven't tried this flavor. It's called Marine Greens. It's, like, actually green, so I've been kind of scared to try it. Yeah. Anything green scares me a little bit. Yeah. Even though it's, it like, the whack. most natural color, but... It smells like like horse hay. <laughs> As opposed to other kinds of hay. <laughs> Isn't there, like, cow hay? Are they distinct? I don't know. I don't know. I'm no farmer. You know, like all of them, it's delicious. I mean, there's just really? nothing else to it. Even though it smells like hay? It, it just, it tastes like, it just tastes like lemonade, bro. I'm not going to lie. It doesn't taste like anything green. <laughs> but it's filled with blue-green algae. I'm drinking, I'm ripping straight algae, bro. Dang, boys got 
microorganisms up in there. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Um, First thing to hit on is our good friend, Mark Zuckerberg. Um, he put out a, a mini statement. I believe this was on threads because why would he use anything else? <laughs> R.E. the fight between him and Elon. Okay. okay. So for those of you that don't remember, go back three or four episodes when we first started talking about this. There were talks of Zuck and Elon going in a cage match, essentially. Yeah. Which, much to our chagrin, has not happened yet. Yep. Um, Zuck he did not take this lightly that it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> he, he, he said the following. I think we can all agree Elon isn't serious and it's time to move on. I offered a real date. Dana White offered to make this a legit competition for charity. Elon won't confirm a date, then says he needs surgery, and now asks to do a practice round in my backyard instead. If Elon ever gets serious about a real date in an official event, he knows how to reach me. Otherwise, time to move on. I'm going to focus on competing with people who take the sport seriously. Whoa. That's like a legit, like. <laughs> That's a jab. That is, it, it got first. He's thrown the first punch. Yeah. Yeah, for real. I would expect this to come out of like Jake Paul. <laughs> Bro, I'm going to beat his ass. He like know talking about he another washed up he's guy. Yeah. He's a coward. He ain't got that dog in him. <laughs> that's essentially what Zuck just said about Elon is he does not have that dog in him. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of true. He does have zero dog. Zuck is definitely down. He's not oh, bluffing he's... whatsoever. No, his Terminator programming is kicking out. <laughs> kill, kill. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. going to go in there and mess him up. Elon's I mean, saying they... he has like spinal fusion problems and stuff, but then Ooh, he said he goes clear. Ooh, Elon. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah okay, bro. Yeah. He is. <laughs> a classic bone spur moment really yeah. <laughs> uh i can't imagine that guy gets any exercise so besides his brain yeah of course he's always world. thinking yeah no it's true it's true and his fucking pockets bro true his legs have to carry that much cash yeah dude do you think elon so, carries any cash on him do you think any billionaires carry any cash on them i think he carries like a dogecoin coin as like a meme and that's it yeah, so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> it's the funniest thing that's ever happened. Pulled out at Crypto.com Arena. <laughs> yeah, I'd like one ticket. I don't. I but think no one, not a single cent. employee at Crypto.com would laugh at that if you brought out a physical Dogecoin. No. How many people at Crypto.com do you think like, that work there, like on the day-to-day, actually own crypto? Uh, I would say zero. <laughs> I would yeah, say good. probably zero. Good. Imagine the only way you get paid is like inside of your crypto.com wallet. Oh, I bet they were like leaning towards that before everything crashed down. I transfer any of this to Safeway coins so I can buy some groceries. Bro. <laughs> Jesus. It's true though. I mean, Footprint has that fries right there. I'd rather have I'd rather have a fries gift card than one Shiba Inu. <laughs> oh yeah. I'd rather have a $10 fries gift card than $100 of Shiba Inu. 100%. No doubt. No doubt in my mind. Yeah. Anyway, well, continuing on the, the, the trend of athletics, um, have you heard of the enhanced games? Mm-mm. No. So this is oh, a wait, grass- yes. Yes, there are a lot of these steroids. Yeah, that's essentially what it is. So for those of you that are unaware, the, the enhanced games is something that they're trying to organize for 2024. Uh it's essentially the Olympics, but you can, I, I want to use my phrasing carefully, use performance enhancers 
it's kind of bizarre, the platform that they're taking here. The concept is super cool. I want to see how fast someone can run if we just pumped them full of steroids. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like there is, that is just natural human curiosity, but they're taking a really weird approach to marketing this a little bit. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, Uh-oh. So their, their tagline is, the Enhanced Games is an organiz- is organizing an alternative to the corrupt Olympic Games. That's kind of <laughs> thing to come out and say, all right. Um, we believe that science makes humanity and sports better and fairer. Okay. I, the second statement, whatever. Like, sure, the Olympic Games can maybe be a little bit, you know. I, I assume this is like in retaliation to the people like that one USA track star who got um, what's the word disqualified because she smoked weed like a week before her race. You know, you would think, um, and then it it starts getting a little weird. They have a page um, on their website called language matters the use of enhanced and doping can vary between different groups and generations. For some people, especially those entrenched in an antiquated way of thinking, words like enhanced and doping have negative connotations because of their historical use as discriminatory uh, terms. Yes, we are discriminating against you because you... (laughs) These are not athletes, bro. These are the dorkiest people of all time. Entrenched in an antiquated way of thinking. Oh, like... Who, like, 1,800 scholars put these words in a sentence. They, they don't describe Olympic games this way. Yeah. Like, sure, like, I recognize that there are natural needs for anabolic steroids and certain medications, of course, sure. Of course, of course. I don't think that's what we're going for with these, Olympic, <laughs> with these games. They did also release an inclusive language guide so that we can use the proper terminology when talking about these athletes. Um, they did want to call out that being enhanced isn't a preference or a lifestyle choice. Barry Bonds was built to hit dingers. Every bro. day when I shoot up my roids, I, it, this is in my blood, dude. Literally, I'm in the locker room of LA Fitness with a needle up my butt. This, <laughs> it's not my choice. No, I, this is. It's just I was born this way. I was born to have to dope. Sorry, is that allowed? It's not, it's not allowed to say dope. no, no, because it's just who I am. It's just a part of me at this point, like literally. <laughs> yeah, like again, fully <laughs> recognize that there are times in which people need to take hormones or anabolic steroids or things like that. Totally recognize that. Totally, but <laughs> they have listed <laughs> they have listed doping as <laughs> harmful language. The a better alternative. This is what they said said as with other slurs oh my god so now doping is considered a slur this, bro this is the the peta of athletics organizations <laughs> yeah there is no acceptable alternative to the word doping according to the enhanced uh, games because it is a slur and there is it just should never be spoken there there is always there has to be an alternative there's an alternative for i think every single potentially insensitive thing for hey, bro, homeless, you... you say housing challenged if this is a real cause there is a solution hey man you want that d word <laughs> what, what if you say like um intensified uh, so, so the I word that we're looking for is enhanced 
That's the word we're looking for. Enhanced. Yeah. So enhanced instead of unnatural, uh, it's enhanced. Enhanced. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> this is, I, I kid you not, this is what they, these are, what the, this is what the website says. Instead of steroid abuser, say enhanced athlete. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just a little bit stronger. I don't know. Inst- instead, of stronger che- instead of cheating, say demonstration of science. <laughs> just say better. Just, Dude, why did you go to cheating? prison? Oh, I was demonstrating science. The re- report might say meth. It, I was demonstrating chemistry, all right? And the effects it can have on the human body. Charged for conspiracy? No, I was just demonstrating curiosity about the world. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I think the thing that upset me the most about this their page, their website, seven tips on how to come out as enhanced. Uh-huh. Okay. Relating this to something in which people have been right. like oppressed and stigmatized yeah. and yeah. Ow. And coming out as enhanced. Um, Dude, it's this is so bad. This is like true, actually truly offensive. <laughs> yeah, this is horrible if you think you know someone that is enhanced remember that you cannot force them to come out oh my god dude yes it is no one happens to be tested that's literally it. like i don't care if you do steroids don't act persecuted dude is this like bankrolled by lance armstrong dude literally <laughs> the liver like, king <laughs> like ronnie coleman's like dude <laughs> Mark McGuire's like, bro. (laughs) Why is everyone asking if I doped? (laughs) I'm sorry, if I D-worded. They have some valid points, all right? Yeah, dude. Would you, um, there's an argument, not like, people joke that um, they think that all baseball players should be allowed to enhance, quote unquote, just to like make it more entertaining. Are you for or against that? I'm against it. Yeah, I feel like there's also a lot of health risk associated with, with it, and if we sure. encourage it, then it can hurt people. And it's a good yeah. point. Like, because so, like, especially if you're trying to play like professional baseball, where you could make millions, like I feel like people are just gonna juice like nuts, and it's gonna be terrible. <laughs> if we have an enhanced games for people that just want to do steroids, it's their choice. They're not forced to mm-hmm. go for it. See it if I care. But if you're taking this stupid persecuted virtue signaling nonsense and trying to uh, associate it with just just say like this could have been marketed so much better like all you had to do to hook me into this was you want to see someone run a four second like (laughs) hundred yard dash yeah just make it sound i'm in yeah yeah this could have been done so dope we all want to see it, okay? Honestly, if Dana White was in charge of this, not oh. that I love the UFC or anything, but this would have been like... It'd go to the moon. Yeah, this would go to the moon. Like, UFC's entertaining. It is, it is dudes fighting in a ring that they want to do. Like, that's entertaining enough. Like, Dude. Dana would literally just transfer that to here. Like, because the sports that they do, um, there's like a list of all the sports that they're going to be doing. It's, um, let's see here. It's like track and field, uh, aquatics, like swimming. Okay. Uh, gymna- gymnastics, combat like wrestling, and then strength like weightlifting. Okay, wrestling is going to be crazy, bro. Wrestling, dude. It's going to be like the an Avengers movie on the <laughs> Yeah, dude. 
these dudes are going to be calling lightning out of the sky somehow. I'm like, is that, is that allowed? Just two oh. Terminators going at it. Yeah, it's going to be someone that's like genetically modified to be like 40% dolphin doing the, the freestyle, just flying through the water. <laughs> All right, seen- today we have Michael Phelps versus an actual swordfish. <laughs> so on the reverse side of things, I don't know what this is. I think it's called the beer mile. Um, oh, this. But so this is like the opposite of enhancing. So this is you have to chug a beer after every lap or there's a beer each lap, I think, including at the start. This guy, Corey Belmore, did a four- 30 mile and he lost a shoe after like the second or first lap he did a 430 mile chugging a beer each lap with There's one shoe no way it's like it's not like that far off from the world record uh, of for regular mile that I, I just can't see how that's possible i i don't either it's insane the fastest mile ever recorded was four minutes and 12 seconds. And you're telling me he did that while also drinking four beers with one shoe <laughs> at least half of the time. No, way. It's, it's crazy. It's really insane. Oh, like there've been, there's one that was like three forty three. That's terrifying. Actually. Your mile. No, not a beer mile, like a oh. regular mile. Yeah, it's wild. Um, yeah, so that's crazy. I'm I'm for that. Let's go beer Olympics. I've uh, also yeah. seen uh, uh, the box mile, which is you have to com- consume an entire Canes box and drink <laughs> oh, during the a mile. Yeah. I like it. That would be I mean, very challenging. I mean, fries, chicken, toast, and like a lemonade or a tea. What would your strategy be? Do you do a bit every lap? I think, yeah, I think I take a component of it and take and do that every lap. So toast one, to, like toast and coleslaw one mile, okay. um, chicken the next, fries the next, and then finish with a drink. You're doing all four tenders in one lap. They're not that big. Oh, they're so filling. The fries would be tough too. It's okay, so do you save the cars. do you save the chicken for the last lap? Yeah, I think so. So do you start with fries to get carbs to fuel you fuel you a little bit? I think I start with the toast and the slaw. Just get get a start. Start with slaw. Just well, I like around in your gut. I like slaw. Get a head start. Uh, that would just gas me up. Get a head start. Actually, I think I do another one. Another, I do two laps after that. Okay. So I got one, two. So I got two left. And then I do fries and two tenders or half fries, half tenders. And then I finish off everything on the last lap. And you're taking that last lap with a full gut. I mean, no matter what you are. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, the drink is hard because the drink. How fast do you think you could do that? I think it'd take me like eleven minutes. <laughs> oh, you think that's short? Maybe twelve. Oh, I was thinking like fifteen, sixteen. It would, yeah, it would take a while to eat everything. It really would. That would suck, and just 
I, I hate running to start. Yeah, it's so true. Oh, that'd be horrible. <laughs> um, okay, so I did... I went to a music festival this past weekend outside land San Francisco, and I have a few takeaways that I want to run by you. All right. So the first one is regarding Lil Yachty. <laughs> so Lil Yachty, I don't know if you ever listened to his most recent album, but he dropped it earlier this year or maybe late last year. And he basically like switched to rock. So it's like kind of this like alt rock where he's just kind of like whispering in the back on some like weird cud- kid cuddy shit. And, you know, that's all fine and well. I, I like it. I, I don't mind uh, a genre pivot from an artist, but like Yachty comes out, he starts with some bangers. He even does like I spy and broccoli. So, okay. so the crowd pleasers, he does like 10 seconds of Poland. <laughs> You know, and then right after yeah. Poland, he switches to his rock shit for like 35 minutes. And that again, was his whole last album. That's fine. But what he's do, he's he doesn't play any of the instruments in the rock band. Right. So he's he's just kind of standing up there, kind of walking around, occasionally mumbling. While his band is jamming out. Was the band good? The ba- they were good. But like, <laughs> you came to see a little Yachty and he's just kind of like moving around. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. feel like you have to have some sort of presence from a lead. I didn't realize this, I guess. But the best <clears throat> performer or bands or lead artists have like a presence, right? Yeah. Like there needs to be one main guy or gal who's running around getting the crowd engaged. And he was not them. Are you willing to see an artist that's just like sounds good, but doesn't have that stage presence? It depends how good of the, of music it actually is. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been to some concerts. I'm trying to think back of where the stage presence was a little lackluster, but the, like the music sounded good mm-hmm. um yeah i mean i listened to yachty's last album i didn't think it was great yeah like it was experimental sure it was outside of his zone but again it was like bad indie rock <laughs> yeah, exactly. as opposed to like good like compared to like every other like rapper sure you know most of them probably couldn't do that but yeah it's true that doesn't mean that they should yeah 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 i guess it's tough i don't know as an artist like if you should just play the hits or if you should you know try to cater to maybe some of your newer fans who started to like you for your newest experimental album i feel like he's kind of in a tough spot you know yeah yeah i know he is but i thought he did all right uh then my second takeaway is um there were a couple of headliners who I'll, I'll just use Kendrick as an example. So Kendrick was the headliner on the first mm. night. Uh, it was packed. We, we didn't show up early. So we were like in the way, 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 way back. You could like, he was like an ant on the stage. Um, and he, but you can see him on the screen and he had a very or, over choreographed set, you know, where he had like background dancers and he had these like, 
pictures or these like portraits showing like whatever uh, cultural scenes from his youth and like thematic mm-hmm. elements and stuff like trying to tell a story through his choreography and these this art. Um, and so it was really kind of like over engineered and in between mm. each song, it would just like go black and like be like a five second pause so they could reset everything. And so how do you feel about that kind of like really over choreo- choreographed uh, kind of set? That's why I go to the theater. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I appreciate that he's trying to put on a performance and I think that's cool. But if it requires like set changes and stuff like that extreme and it's not fluid. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or at least fill the the, the gaps with something. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll, I'll give our girl T Swift some credit. Like from what I've seen, her show is very fluid. She just goes between costumes and sets and things. And it seems yeah. to be pretty smooth. And I think that's an art form at its own to like put on a cohesive performance. Like, True. again, I appreciate you trying to be art Kendrick, but just, I just want to hear the tunes. Do you think that like headliners feel the need to add like this choreography kind of storytelling or back of dancer element because they're the headliner and they need to do, they need to kind of show, show up the other people, the other I performers. Think- I think they feel the need to put on a larger scale performance. Mm-hmm. I think this was just Kendrick's interpretation of this is the big performance I need to put on is more of a theatrical and kind of higher presence kind of thing, as opposed yeah. to like, like more lights, bigger sets, like mm-hmm. pink, you know what pink does. I mean, she gets in a harness and they fly her all over the stadium yeah. and stuff. Like, I don't know. I think it depends. I, I think that's just how he interpreted it. And I think it's, good that they see that responsibility shout out frank ocean but um (laughs) the execution varying levels of success yeah do you think like do you prefer to see the choreography and like storytelling or do you would you just rather them get up there rock out jam out bounce around get the crowd engaged for 50 minutes second one hands down yeah yeah like one of my favorite performances I've ever seen was Coin, and they yeah. didn't do anything special, but they were just playing, man. Damn just it. getting after it. Yeah. It was awesome. Cool. I agree. And so my last question for you uh, is regarding festivals. So do you, th- so there are a couple approaches that I realized there are to festivals. Um, you can either go to a few sets and get really good spots, like, in the crowd, pretty close to the stage. Or you can go to a lot of sets, but you're either getting mid to kind of bad, to like bad spots for headliners. Like we showed up two hours early for Lana and we still like didn't have that great of a view. So do you, what do you think is the right approach to a festival? What, what do you think personally is the right approach and what would you do? I think you need to pick two, three sets where you're like, it is feasible and it would be great for me to get good seats here. And then you have to kind of take an L on the other ones, like the Lana's, like some of the other big names, because you got to just go all in if you're there to see like that one artist. So like, I'd rather have mediocre seats like or like decent seats for some smaller names that I really like still be there for things like Lana and Kendrick, but like, obviously I'm, I know I'm not going to get that close mm-hmm. then kind of just putting all my eggs into being right up front for like Lana or Kendrick yeah. or someone like that yeah. scale. 
Yeah, that's the approach we took. But <clears throat> it was like kind of cool to see some pictures of like really close up, you know, and like, I don't know, you could just tell like the fans were so dedicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caitlin's like Trader Joe's cashier, I guess, got to Lana at like three in the morning the day before and just sat there for 18 hours. <laughs> Which yeah, first I, of all, I, I ain't got that dog in me. I don't know how that's possible. Maybe she means cap- camped out outside of the park because I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they closed the. You can't just wait in the park, right? At three a.m. So either that's yeah. cap or dedication. But yeah, it's that's just that's not doable. That's wild. Okay, uh, that's it from the festival. I think that's it for this week. Yeah. We got to get back nice, to it. Short and sweet. Uh, so uh, thanks for listening. See you next week.